Hello everyone and welcome back to the Soul Lifestyle podcast and today we have a very special guest. It's Mr. Dissonomics himself. Greetings. How are you today? Not bad, not bad. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. I see this time round in our 59th attempt of trying to record this, you didn't say, my name's not Mr. Dissonomics. Well, you just did that right now, so <laughs> clap for yourself. Which name do you prefer to go by? Dysonomics. Okay then, Uncle Dysonomics it is. Would you like to quickly tell us about Dysonomics and where we can find you? Um, Dysonomics is a blog about economics and trying to make it simple for the common man. Instead of you seeing JP Morgan analysts on BBC talking about all types of curves you don't understand, economics actually matters to you. Yeah. It may sound boring, but unfortunately you need to know about it. So you need to know why your petrol prices are fluctuating, mm. why you can't afford a house in London, mm. why um, we voted for Brexit mm. and all that type of stuff. And that's the type of thing that I cover. So cool. Where can we find you? Um, good question. <laughs> www.dysonomics.com. Mm. I'm on Twitter d- under Dysonomics. I have a podcast on the SoundCloud under Dysonomics and on I, what's it called? iTunes under Dysonomics. Okay then. So yeah. And just like his Instagram for fun, because you know guys and likes, it's not easy. Yeah, I've only got 300 followers. My age mates have 10,000. <laughs> Your age mates. <laughs> You're too funny. Right, okay. So today we're going to talk about personal development in general. And I have a few questions for you because um, I talk about it a lot on my blog, on my personal blog, thesoullifestyle.com. I think it's really important. So I did a little wiki research I did. And... So I saw personal development is um, covers activities that improve awareness and identity. It develops talents and potential. It builds human capital and it facilitates employability. Um, in, it enhances the quality of our lifestyles and it contributes to the realization of dreams and aspirations. So I'm going to ask you a few questions and, wanna, and we're going to get rolling into conversation from there. First question, do you think the use of social media today is helping more people realise their dreams and aspirations? I would say yes. I feel like it's kind of, quote-unquote, got rid of the middleman. Mm. For example, if you were in more of the you know media industry, there were so many different loops that you have to go through because of the lack of technology. Yeah. And those who, like the bigger corporations, etc., they monopolise the, the technology, whereas now... Like if I use an artist that, for example, there's like an artist, Chief Keef. Mm. He literally blew off just shooting his own videos in his own house. Really? Yeah. I know. <laughs> and they'll get like 17 million views, etc. Mm. Um, there's also Bryson Tiller, who's his first actual project. Was independent. Yeah, independent. And it took him far because of like the hype through social media. So I do feel like it's helping people kind of like realise their dreams because it's enabled you to connect with one another a lot easier and quicker and then you have the technology and you have the platform to, you know, broadcast whatever talent or skills or lack of that you have. <laughs> How can you say lack of? It's true, though. I do think some people are using social media for absolute jazz and nonsense. But hey, each to their own. But yeah, definitely. It's nice to see a lot of people having a platform for themselves. Um, this is a throwing question. But what do you think about people being paid to be themselves online? I think that is the sound like the greatest job somebody <laughs> could possibly have, and I really hope somebody listening to this is willing to do that for me because me. because at the end of the day, um, being yourself is something that's not really that difficult for people. 
because it's just being yourself. Yeah. And it makes sense for certain brands because if somebody's being themselves and they're being themselves gives them like an ability to influence uh, a, comp- a particular market, yeah. it benefits you more than just putting out random ads that people may or may not see. Instead That's of having true. one person who actually has influential power that can sway people. For example, I use one example in one of my previous blogs on disnomics.com that when Drake dropped the Hotline Bling video, he was wearing like a red Montclair jacket. Yeah. And then the following day, I think it was a Tuesday, the sell, the average daily sales for that jacket went up by 300% just because Drake wore it in a video. So that that just kind of shows like the the, the, pow- the power of influence. Obviously Drake's like the pinnacle of, of influence. Yeah, but yeah. That is so mad. Ah, oh, God, we pray <laughs> that we can just <laughs> be paid to be ourselves and that's enough because, yeah, that literally is the dream job. So it's nice to see so many people. There's now YouTube adverts out where, you know, you can see different faces and it's always nice to see, for me, like a black woman like Patricia Bright on there and um, I know that there's a black man, Sully Breaks, but all these people who have just come off of doing their own thing and I'm just like man they're out here really making it off of just being themselves so definitely i would agree with that that social media is actually helping people realize their dreams and aspirations it's important okay second question how do you think social media is hindering our personal progression Boy. or in, or in <laughs> what ways is it hindering our personal progression that's probably a better question i think with social media it's kind of i always describe it as like a big schoolroom like there's always like the, t- the and especially within, let's say a quote unquote network of tweeters or <laughs> Instagrammers or whatever yeah. you want to call it, there'll be the quote unquote cool person, yeah. the good looking person, the funny person, the weird person, etc. Who are you? I'm the child of God person. <laughs> <laughs> like so. Sorry for my witch <laughs> laugh. That's what he. Co- that's what. That's what dysonomics calls it. Yeah. So um, the quote unquote cool kids mm. and the cool girls or really good looking girls to be fair it's pretty much the same thing those are the people it's true as long as a girl looks good she's cool by default so um those people tend to have the most cachet yeah especially at schools like if if a cool girl don't want to talk to this one girl nobody talks to that girl if a cool guy said this is cool everybody runs with it it's so true that that can be negative because People just tend to follow things yeah. without doing their own Googles, doing their own reference <laughs> checking, if it actually suits their own agenda. For example, I've seen times when one of my friends is quite influential. He tweeted mm-hmm. one opinion when it comes to dating. Mm-hmm. And another guy that I also know, coincidentally, like a year or two later, he tweeted his other opinion, which is like a complete opposite end of the spectrum. And everybody's just going from side to side like one pendulum. Like it's ridiculous. <laughs> so I feel like it does kind of lead some people down dark alleys. And and also I've seen that because uh, a lot of popularities do with like you know humor being really funny. Yeah. Some people can't, aren't naturally funny without being able to like mimic or not mimic mock somebody okay. or be really negative. Yeah. So you see like a lot of jokes are quote unquote shades, yeah. roasting etc. So it kind of encourages rudeness and negativity. You know how you'll see somebody will take a picture of something in a train, and turn it to a meme that type of stuff. So I think that's one way social media kind of kind of like um, de- um degrade personal development because kind of way, like just doing the follow fashion that is so 
so rude when I think it's so rude when somebody randomly takes a picture of someone and it blows up on the internet because if I ever saw like my auntie or my uncle or my mum on there mm. I'm finding that person and <laughs> knocking them in the face bro <laughs> like how dare you just yeah, take a picture rude. of someone without them knowing even when I see people on Snapchat and if you do this you have to stop it take pictures or videos of kids you don't know it is not okay it's not, it's not. and people are just doing it so that you can have a quick lol well done you're zero pounds richer for being a dickhead <laughs> yeah it's true it is. it's not cool Yes, it's true. So yeah, I think that's in in short, that's one of the dangers because I feel like you just follow other people and, and it's not to the, and to the detriment of your own personal development because just being a bit of a a wallad for the sake of no well for the sake of one to <laughs> last from IP addresses from you they, they could be in flipping I don't know Kenya yeah, <laughs> Antarctica you don't you don't even know where these people are from <laughs> and then you you're like you know kind of like selling yourself for their own form of recognition which could be a retweet or a laughing face emoji which I, I think is a bit absolutely a bit absolutely somehow. I think it's also really important that nobody takes anyone's word as like as bond for themselves I think that your word should be your bond but I think from other people you shouldn't live and breathe off the words and and the actions of other people you especially have if they haven't life. especially after if they haven't earned it for example like your mom has the cachet probably to say something and you could treat it as gospel because she's your mom in it yeah, yeah, <laughs> or your yeah, friends because yeah, yeah. they've gone through they've they've through actually the proved yeah you. they've actually proven something like just like even me obviously i want you to listen to what i say if it's with economics but just general life things like I could be you. I could be the biggest fraud the world has ever seen. You don't know that. You see what I'm saying? So you can't really take what I say in terms of like just you know maybe like in terms of friendship and stuff as bond. It's always good to challenge yeah. challenge what whatever you read or hear or watch. It's true, definitely, and I think that comes from having your own foundation and and being strong enough to have your own opinion. I think a lot of people are are kind of coming on social media and have and entrusting too much of their opinion on others. And I think that's where some people get offended or, oh, you can't say that or this, or you're a hypocrite, you're that, you're... But they're human beings. They're bound to make mistakes. They're bound to do this. You can't expect everyone to be your reality and then kind of entrust them with their words. I think it's just too much expectations on a human being who is flawed like everybody else. It's a bit like the Angela Simmons situation where she got pregnant and everyone was just like, you were the face of virginity. Okay, and she slipped up. Can everyone just get up and continue to live their lives? I just think it's so like, so what does that mean? Are you gonna go out and have a baby too now because of what she said? Can you just relax a little? Like realize that, you know, she waited, she was 27, just. I think I think that just shows the power of social media because I think by default humans want to fit in rather than fitting out and you that's yeah. why we're quite tribalistic in terms of like how we operate if you look at sports look at how people vote look at in terms of things like racism mm. or like let's say there's a dilemma on TV and actually the woman was side of a woman the guy was side of the guy we're quite tribalistic in nature so if there's one kind of um, rule of um, school of thought on social media people do tend to not want to fit out of it and that could be really dangerous so um that's why they'll like you know chastise somebody like Angela Simmons because mm. everybody else is doing it type of thing, which is quite dangerous. You got to think for yourself. Definitely, I think I've always kind of had that. I think even in school sometimes with like the guy school, apparently I was the one who was like not in actual physical beef with anyone, but I just wouldn't agree with what they're saying. I'd be like, "What are you actually saying? That sounds stupid." And they're like, 
I don't care what everybody else is doing. Like if I think it's stupid or if I think that doesn't make sense or whatever, I'll say it. But a lot of people, you're right. A lot of people do want to fit in. But I definitely say if you're ever, it was funny because I was listening to TD Jakes yesterday. He said, you cannot fit in and stand out at the same time. So if you're someone in your life that you say that you're in a position where you want to stand out, you cannot be so eager to fit in and do the same things everybody else is doing. If someone's just like, oh, I want to do this, I want to be a millionaire, whatever. But every day from your day job, you come home and watch shows from 6 p.m. till bedtime and then, you know, you eat it that's the only thing you do in between and you do that every year for like 10 years babe that million ain't coming anytime sooner mm. like <laughs> you're bantering yourself mm. so it's kind of like you have to do the things that are not well basically not always fitting in if you want to get different results definitely i think my friends kind of love me in spite of the fact that i'm kind of opinionated and yeah so i, I definitely get what you're saying that people i think they should there's nothing wrong with fitting in at the same time as well so i'm kind of playing both sides of the coin but also it's kind of like know who you are first before you're just trying to fit in because i see some people just doing it for the sake of having a tribe and being like this is my squad and things like that but i'm like without your squad do you actually know who you are mm. so yeah definitely. i think like um obviously i'm a economics guy and one of economics one of key one of the principles of economic theory is doing something that's in your personal interest so mm. and um economies like let's say you take the uk so everybody is in the uk whether it's whether you're an institution mm. entity or an individual for the economy to work and reach like its maximum capacity each individual or entity has to do things in their best interest and that's making decisions that maximizes their own personal utility mm. so sometimes the best thing for you could be the same thing that it might be the most popular thing or it could be the complete opposite. So you've got to really understand what is best for you and that's how you, that's how you also could increase your personal development. Definitely. And I think maybe that's why so many people on social media who are looking to be paid to actually be themselves are just doing what's popular as opposed to what's them. Like I've seen myself do it as well sometimes where I'm just like, hey, let me just post a couple selfies up because that gets a couple more likes than if I kind of post full body images. So I'm kind of going with what, people want to do but then at the same time you have to find the balance of being true to yourself as well and realizing that not everything you're going to do is going to pop but are you cool with it not popping like like where does your integrity lie when it comes to popularity but yeah okay third question so being in your 20s what three things have i'm gonna start again (laughs) being in your 20s what three things have you become the most aware of whilst whilst you've been growing into your own identity when you say aware do you mean aware of myself yeah like about my own character yeah so the things that have helped you what three things basically have helped you with your personal development um that's a very good question what has helped me i think what's mainly helped me is way my parents taught me i wouldn't say train i say taught they always taught me to be an individual they always told me i remember when i was younger they'll be like doesn't matter what i'm doing class do do your thing <laughs> type of thing literally and they will drill literally drill it into my head that's the only well, the only few things i can remember apart from apart from having a massive life-size bart simpson doll that's the only two things i remember from my childhood like just and i've always had that that type of mentality and Wait. i think that's Sorry to pause you. Why did you have a massive Bart Simpsons doll? Because I like Simpsons. And Bart was your favourite. Yeah, who's your favourite? Homer. No. Because I'm a little boy fan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I 
right, fair, fair, fair. Mr. Burns. But, but uh, Mr. Burns, okay. Smithers. Smithers. <laughs> <laughs> they were funny. Okay, but yeah, so... Um, <laughs> And I think that's really um, helped me. Like I describe myself as peer pressure immune. Like mm. so, when I was um, when I was in my early twenties, that's kind of the age where you know you're as a, actually as a guy or even as a woman, you're excited. You wanna you really wanna meet the opposite, uh, opposite sex. You wanna go out, have fun. Mm. All the time, I'll, my friends were like, oh, "We can't go to this matter because I don't want to. I couldn't want to go. Um, I don't drink, so people offer me drinks like relentlessly throughout the night. I'd be like, "No, no, no." And my no is still my no. I don't smoke cigarettes. I don't smoke what's that exotic one? Shisha. <laughs> <laughs> I don't smoke the legals like the weeds and all those yeah. other other type of things. So I think that's helped me in terms of that because I don't kind of like follow peer pressure. I do my own thing. I kind of learn. I think a lot quicker. Mm. Um, what else has helped me? I think that's I think that's the main thing that's helped me. Mm. I know what I can tell you. What's hindered me? Mm. I am so impatient. I have such a lack of patience. I have zero patience. Mm. So, like, if you send me a message I don't like, I just won't reply. <laughs> like, and I think <laughs> because I don't, I don't like, I don't like um, any form of stress because I feel like life is too limited. Like, you don't even know when when it's time. So, if we only have, let's say, we have seventy years of life mm. on a clock, mm. I don't want to spend. X amount of times in an unhappy, on a happy or stressed state of mind because I feel like that's, that's time you can't get back. So I refuse that at all costs. <laughs> and also, if I get if I reach like an anger point, I don't want to start saying things that you know are not nice to your friends and yeah. family. <laughs> so have you have you ever have you ever reached an anger point? Not with friends and family, no. Actually, not with, with my brothers, yeah. But like that's just like calling them stupid or your fault. That's yeah. normal. That's like normal stuff. But like, but, but that, that's because you're family. But like with yeah. my friends, like no, I've never reached a point where I've insulted my friends or a girlfriend or stuff. I don't believe in that. I don't feel like you could, you know, be calling your girl all names under the sun the next day. Oh, I love you, babe. Like to me, it don't make sense. Like, like yesterday I was bleep bleep bleep, but now I'm babe. Okay. And yeah. So. You say you're impatient, but it also sounds like you're patient too. Because no, but. I'm impatient in a sense where, like, you can feel really bored about something. And if I do not think it's valid, then I might have that discussion with you. Wow. That just makes me so annoyed. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's not by that force. So... Yeah. Uh, it's, it's funny because although that's a good trait of yours, I'm the type that I get to the point of not, not boiling anger, but I start to say kind of, like, so the level before I start cussing, I, I might get to the point where I say to, like, a, a family member or a friend, or a friend that, you know, I think X, Y, and Z, and I try to put it across as PC as I can mm. to be like, this is what I think, and da, da 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 da. Because if I reach the next level, ain't nobody gonna be friends anymore because I've obviously taken it one step too far. Mm. So, yeah, definitely. So I'm someone who prefers to kind of get out in the open because I find that my best friendships are my most honest ones. Yeah, I agree. But to be fair, I think also because I've been spoiled because um. Because I've been a person that's quite analytical, and actually that's another one, I'm quite analytical in nature. Yeah. So when I make friends, my friendship decisions tend to be really, really good. So I'm all the friends I have, I've retained for like extensive periods of time, ranging from 20 years to eight years and all that type of stuff. So, and with my friends, we do not argue to that extent. So I'm not used to that type of, you know, altercations between loved ones. Oh, that's not family because me and my friends we don't argue about nothing 
So mm. when somebody's arguing, like, well, what's this old fuck? And then I'm like, I don't want to do this, that type of thing. So like, okay, I'll, I'll give yourself, that. yeah, argue with yourself. Like you can argue, argue with yourself. <laughs> then tomorrow we'll be cool again. See what I'm saying? So yeah, so yeah, I'll say the things that I've learned in my twenties is that's helped me is being really analytical. Yeah, because that helps you make the best decisions in terms of your human interactions. Yeah, and human and how you interact with humans is probably the most important thing in life. Yes, correct. so. And you're obviously humans obviously have a big inf- inf- um, impact on your mood and also kind of being a peer pressure immune so doing things for myself go you that's a really good one yeah but then yeah my negative is that I'm not patient but <laughs> you know only God can judge me <laughs> all that balanced jazz anyway you're doing well that was really good ones okay so last question how can you and your brand Disunomics improve our personal development um yeah, well, that's the whole, that's the whole idea of it. If I say why I decided to start doing this, it may sound rude, but such is life. Basically, <laughs> one, it was like two reasons. I like economics, yeah, and I was bored of tweeting about it because I just felt like it just went across too many Heads. tweets. So it was yeah. just long. Like I have to do ten tweets, and I can just write it. Mm. Even though I don't like writing either, that's why I started podcasting. But anyway, I see. and also I just be, I just felt like too many people were just way too stupid. Like generally stupid like yeah. so so many things that people that are conventional knowledge mm. is so falsified like for example i use this example of people like it's a disgrace how rihanna was worth 80 million but we have our teachers that are doing this job but only get 25 like it's not a disgrace it's quite simple if you ask a hu- <laughs> or doctors like if you ask if you ask if you if i ask a human being would you rather be in a hospital be in a classroom or go to a concert. What's everyone gonna say? Eight out of ten people will say go to a concert. Human yeah. beings prefer entertainment above being taught, dictated to, yeah. or being attended to in a sickness. That's fair. So entertainers will always gross the highest amount of money, and they they generate income. Teachers don't generate income. There's less high quality entertainers about. There's about almost nine hundred thousand teachers in the UK. So. It's very like from economical standpoint, it's yeah, very obvious. Fair. But um <laughs> so I'm in the background talk about Beyonce. Someone, my friend but, just said there's only one Beyonce. We, we, that is true. But yeah, and and also I just feel like um human beings were only rational in certain stages of our lives. For yeah. example, I always use this example that when it comes to holiday time, we will be on all the websites searching the deals, seeing um what hotels the best value for money to save 200 pounds or if you're buying a car people be an auto trader doing dissertation doing <laughs> spreadsheet analysis it's for true. two months just it's to true. save a couple hundred quid in a car but when it comes to other things like um me paying do, a penalty fare yeah or, i've put off for two weeks or who you're gonna vote for which is gonna affect your whole lifestyle yes. really truly or your dating which is gonna affect your lifestyle as well we don't take the same ra- rational methodical approach so i yeah. want this to kind of teach that economic approach especially teaching people about incentive and yes and that is my main thing because i always tell people if you can influence incentive you can influence behavior if i told a beyonce fan if you come to my house tomorrow mm. and iron all my shirts I will guarantee that Beyonce will come to your house and sing to you all this weekend. Oh my Please goodness. believe this person's ironing my shirts with so much I'm love. I'm ironing your shirts. <laughs> if you can make that happen, I will iron 20 shirts. This is what I'm saying. This is, And it's not because you want to iron my shirts. You, as a person, <laughs> might hate ironing shirts. You might, like, I, you might not even know how to iron shirts, but yeah. the incentive of you reaching something that is actually personal, beneficial to you, changes your behavior. Mm. So I want to kind of show 
want to try and kind of like train people in this type of mindset. I'm not saying I'm some sort of genius because even me, I'm learning every day. Yeah. But at least the more people, the know the better. So that's kind of what this genomics aims to do. Absolutely. Yeah, I've learned quite a bit on there myself. So once again, could you plug yourself so people know where to find you? What's your Twitter? Um, I think the best thing to do is just, okay, if you have Twitter, just uh, you can follow me. I probably won't follow back if your tweets are jazz. Don't take that <laughs> to offence, but I will yeah. scan it. But um, Dysonomics on Twitter, and obviously on my page, it has like all the links and everything. But I have a website, Dysonomics.com, which has this, which you can find my podcast and some of my blogs. Like one of, I've got one on if you should leave London because London's too expensive mm, up until mm, stuff preach. like Brexit to really random stuff like relationships and football. So there's quite a bit of variety. Love it. And I'm on SoundClouds and uh, myself, I think, iTunes. Brilliant. Under Dysonomics, of course. Under Dysonomics. So yes, that's it. Thank you so much for joining me today on my lovely podcast. For joining me, really. You what? <laughs> this guy, he's, he doesn't even drink, so I don't know what his excuse is. I can't even say he's drunk right now. What a guy. But yes, um, thank you so much for joining me today on my podcast. Join us. Ah, what type of podcast is this? A podcast where two people got to say join me if it's us. There's two of us. Ugh, come and see this economics teaching every day. Anyway. Try to shortchange me. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thanks everyone for listening. And yes, there's more to come on the Soul Lifestyle Podcast.